attack life, not others, with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. Tom Parker is back at the show with us this week, and he was on last week. If you haven't heard that episode, check it out for sure. So we want to sort of pick up where we left off. One of the things that I see and I've seen is that, especially in education, a lot of times they do not develop character. And along with education, character should develop as well as imagination, creative thinking, and explore the opportunity of the unknown. And the only way you do that is by questions and answers. You're not just telling somebody to stay in their place and go my way or the highway. And I know I've experienced that, and I know some people have experienced it in different types of life. My experience was through the martial arts where many times I would go to be educated in the martial arts and I would go to a particular sensei or a school and it was either my way or the highway. There was just one way and that was linear thinking. There was no time for questions and there was no time to expand. Um, that was not for me. I understood respect. I understood leadership and listening and learning. But one thing I never wanted to experience was blind faith. So I always kept searching till I found a teacher, and that's Tim Hawk, who allowed me to expand with the education, build my character, and teach all the different things in the martial arts that my desire was to learn. And I feel today in this world that we're living in, Tom, and I'd like your position on this too, is that we're supposed to educate, not legislate. What I mean by that is that educate and let people expand and have their own thought process to think and process right from wrong and what choices they need to make. And as you said, choices a lot of times are made on bravery, courage, honesty, grit, hard work, and all that. And I think that's what concerns me the most about not just businesses, but a lot of things these days, is that you need to educate, but then from there, you need to let people expand on their own. What do you think about that? I have to say, I am concerned in today's world, as you pointed out earlier, this is a very different world that I live in today compared to the one... Uh, in which I grew up, the amount of technical information and know-how available and required to succeed is far greater than I would have ever imagined when, when I was a youngster growing up. Squeezing all of that technical information into the same sort of standards that we've used for generations in numbers of years of school, et cetera, et cetera, is a particular challenge in, in my point of view. And I think what often is pushed to the side are the whole, uh, is that whole area of character development. Where do you go? Where do young people in particular, um, well, not necessarily all of us go to get that influence humanistic know-how where where would that come from in your day in day out experience i asked myself that question it's I not it easily comes, found it's not and i i think a lot of it comes first of all it's developed a lot of times to our parents that are growing up and you mentioned something right. in, in the prior podcast about you're still seeking out character development at 72 i'm still seeking yes. out character development at 66 it doesn't stop. I know a lot of times in the advertisement that we use for uh, developing children in the martial arts that we teach character development. We, we should teach and learn character development from each other throughout our lifetime. That never stops. Yes. You know, you always have failure climbing up your spine. You know, you always have something in your head. You always need to clean it out. And, and I believe that we do get character development from our shared experiences with other people that we either like to be or don't like to be with and make that choice. Sometimes we get 
connected or glued to a particular group of people we don't want to be with and we don't step away from it. And then our character right. development is going to become what they are, not what I am or they are or he is or she is. So the other place I believe we get character development is something that's been missing too in this world of pandemic, which is a relationship with a synagogue or a church, a community of, of faith. And that truly is where you learn about bravery and honesty and morals and standards to live by. Again, you know, can we, can I combine that in my martial arts school? Try to, continue to try to. The martial arts has to have a philosophy. That philosophy is part of character development. And based on where you went, Notre Dame, I'm sure your philosophy had not just about education, but very much a background in character as well. You said you got that and you, you received that. That was a, that was a healthy push in your brain every day. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. No doubt about it. And to complement the work that goes on at Hoover Karate Academy, as a 62-year-old coming into the organization, I was clearly much older than everybody there. And I had the opportunity to meet and learn alongside a variety of people, very different backgrounds, uh, very different demographics in all ways. That's a unique opportunity for a 62-year-old. You know, I get together with a bunch of guys and play golf on a regular basis, and I learn some things from them. But it's not like having an 18-year-old sparring with you, you know? It's a a totally, totally different experience. Tom, what's your take as far as energy from your background in the corporate world, in, you know, in business, when one person comes in and they have either a lack of energy or they're just not pulling their weight, how that takes the entire organization down, how it has the ability to. There's just no doubt about that. And, you know, most organizations have hierarchy in them and it's a part of life, not necessarily the best part, but part of life. I always felt that from an entry level person within my organization to more of the senior level people, a contribution was made by everyone. That sense that each person brings to, to the work environment of ownership, of responsibility, of I'm going to contribute to the best of my ability, that can be found at the very highest levels and at the very entry levels. And when a person has that, um, that's such a valuable asset to have as part of the team. And that does contribute to the energy of the entire uh, community of, of workers. And so I think working together positively, learning together in, in a creative way is really so helpful. Uh, we, we don't do anything really totally alone. Um, most things come from a community of effort and uh, that I value anyhow. And so I think that concept of energy and keeping it, maintaining it, nurturing it, but that's a, an excellent topic. I, I would love to hear you explore more about that. Well, we had, obviously, you know, Big Steve, Big Steve Tarosi. Yes. And he was on another episode and he was saying how you don't need a title or some letters behind your name to be a leader. You just do it. You simply right. do it. So, I mean, again, with your background, you can speak on that from the corporate world, but let's talk about the dojo. And you just mentioned an 18-year-old might not necessarily be a sensei. Could be, maybe not. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But the point is, yeah. is you know, you're sparring or you're training with a 62-year-old or a 72-year-old. 
that 18-year-old at that point in time in the dojo, he's the leader of you. Yes. So he's your leader for that particular moment in time. Think of what he's teaching you and what you're teaching him. It's this uh, symbiotic sort of uh, relationship. I, I get it. And, and that 18-year-old, along with the skill level he has and the speed and being 18, he also should be showing a cooperative effort and respect. And, and that's the other thing that goes a long way. I mean, at any given time at 18, and say you are a sensei, you could easily jab that uh, the 66-year-old with a front kick. And, and it, it's, you know, age is, age is age. But at that point in time, you have mutual respect. And that is so huge yeah. for learning and, and a cooperative effort. And there's so many words that um, just, you know, when, when I have a black belt test, the black belts at the end of the test, as they complete the test, they have to come up with two, three, four words that they live by. I'm huge on words, inspirational words that drive them. Now, a lot of these kids at this age, they don't get it, but I force it. I force it. They have to think. Some of the kids will come up with stuff, you know, that you just you're like, okay, well, maybe one day you'll get it and we'll continue to hope that you do. And then other kids just surprise you. They come up with words that are incredible, family, love, respect, um, attitude. And you wonder, where did it come from? And, you know, and to live by words means that you live by thought. The words have to originate somewhere in the mind first. And then it follows the pattern. It transfers to words, to actions and choices. And so that respect, that word respect, that word confidence, that word control, all the different things that are surrounded in that dojo come along with that cooperative effort we call education and learning. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty cool thing. Tom, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm gonna, we're going to have you back, right, Steve? Yeah, absolutely. Down the road, we need to have you back as you continue to publish these newsletters for the Karate Academy, and then we have you share your thoughts on our podcast as well. That would be fantastic, Tom. Thank you. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, I enjoy the podcast I have, and uh, look forward to hearing more from you, each of you, going forward. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to hoovercarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittenin social media creation. Steve Mittenin social media.com.